Chapter Thirty Two of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Two Luke Clark Makes a Discovery. The fear excited by Frank Lowe's communication made Guy more anxious than ever to complete his work upon the island as soon as possible captain richmond's evident hostility and desire to get away excited daily apprehension guy had no desire to repeat the experience of robinson crusoe it would doubtless be romantic but he preferred to read romances rather than enact them guy's feelings were shared by his two companions whenever i come to the island i pray that it may be for the last time said abner titcombe with such a man as captain richmond in command of the osprey i never feel safe i feel so too added luke clark a new alarm seized guy would his companions refuse to persevere in the quest he had no doubt of their general loyalty but both had families in faraway maine and their affections made them timid guy himself had a father and friends in america and he too shrank from the fate which would be his if the captain should take a fancy to sail away and leave them on the island it was certainly a strange and momentous responsibility that rested upon this american boy of but seventeen years here were two men of middle age under his direction he had hired them for a special service but he could not command them to remain faithful in the face of the danger which they all dreaded don't you think mr titcombe said guy on the second morning after his conversation with frank lowe that we had better work more systematically what do you mean guy i will tell you hitherto we have kept together would it not be well to separate and go in different directions meeting say at four o'clock it would not be so pleasant but i think it would multiply our chances of success i am ready for any plan that will have that result do you know i dreamed of my wife and children last night that must have been pleasant no for in my dream one of the children seemed to be very sick with a fever i could not help thinking of what might happen during our protracted absence abner titcombe spoke gravely and it was easy to see that his dream had made a deep impression upon him not only upon him but upon luke clark to whom the same thought seemed to have come if captain grover were in command of the osprey we wouldn't feel so anxious or hurried he said no but we have a very different man in command true but he would not have the courage to sail away and leave us in the lurch suppose however that frank lowe's conjecture is correct and the man is insane then of course he would be capable of anything said luke clark don't let us brood over a danger which perhaps does not exist interrupted guy rather let us consult together how to succeed it was decided to adopt guy's suggestion and separate each of the three taking a different route and meeting again at four o'clock 
it was felt by all that there was no time to be lost it may be as well to explain here that each of the three was provided with a watch so that there would be no difficulty about meeting at any hour agreed upon the first day on which this arrangement was carried out proved to be a long one for each member of the party previously they were able to converse together and this made the time slip by more rapidly they met on the hill at the place where they had found the seat already referred to guy and titcombe were the first to arrive well abner what success asked guy none at all i presume you have no better news to report no i wonder whether your clue about the trees in the shape of a cross can be depended upon if not i shall have absolutely nothing to guide me then let us trust that it is reliable well i scanned closely every clump of trees in my wanderings and saw nothing that answered the description let us hope that luke was more fortunate five minutes later luke clark made his appearance coming from the west there was an unusual expression upon his face that made guy hopeful well luke he said have you discovered anything yes answered clark what is it asked guy eagerly not the cross no not the cross this is what i found he drew from his pocket a small volume looking like an account book the cover bore the marks of exposure it had evidently been out in the rain but the inside pages were full of writing which was still legible the book must have been left here by one of the pirates said guy no not by one of the pirates but by an unfortunate man who met the fate that we have all been dreading what do you mean luke i mean that the man who wrote the account which you will find in this book was left here purposely by a ship captain who had a grudge against him so much i have gathered from the pages that i have read sit down and read it to us it is nearly two hours before we shall have to be on the beach to meet the boat the handwriting was plain and legible though a lead pencil had been employed it looked very much like a schoolboy's hand the letters being round and well formed the writer had evidently written slowly and deliberately the reading was listened to with deep interest the story ran thus i wonder whether anyone will ever read these lines which i pen in my despair i hope so though when they are read i shall be beyond human help not that i am sick i am well in body but so unhappy that i have made up my mind when this record is completed to throw myself into the sea and end my captivity in the only way that seems practicable four years i have lived on this island in the completest solitude every day i have made a notch on a tree which i selected for the purpose as it was the only way of keeping tally of the time the seasons are so much alike that the changes are not sufficient to be a guide to me i have just been counting the notches i have made and i find them to number fourteen hundred and sixty 
that makes exactly four years not making account of the extra day for leap year but i must not make my preface too long let me say then that in the year eighteen seventy i set sail from liverpool for bombay raiding as an ordinary seaman i had made other voyages for i have been a sailor man and boy for twenty years but i had no presentiment that this was to be the last and most disastrous we had a good captain a man who understood his business strict and yet kind i always liked him and got on well with him i may say that i never sailed under a captain whom i more highly respected his name was clark your name luke suggested guy i don't understand how under such a captain the poor fellow could have come to grief you will see further on luke clark continued reading the mate however was a different man arrogant rough and domineering none of us liked him he would have misused the sailors had the captain allowed but captain clark though a mild and good-tempered man was one who did not permit his authority to be questioned or disputed more than once when the mate was on the point of abusing one of us sailors the captain interfered and sternly reprimanded him of course under these circumstances the mate could not do the harm or indulge in the brutality to which his nature impelled him this was fortunate for me for by ill luck i had managed to incur his special ill-will once he was on the point of striking me to the deck when captain clark interfered the mate never forgot this he was humiliated for the captain had reproved him sharply in the presence of some of the crew he often looked at me in a manner which boded me no good still i did not feel anxious for i knew that captain clark was just and humane and would not tolerate any abuse on the part of the mate but i could not foresee the future i did not dream what misfortune was in store for us we were nearing madagascar when the captain fell sick of some mysterious disorder and in the space of two days was dead so it chanced that we sailors lost our best friend and john richmond became captain in his place End of chapter 32